Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to a worldwide broadcast of the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you by the Appleseed Project, which is sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association's project is to honor those men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775, at Lexington Green, the North Bridge in Concord, and along Battle Road, back to Boston. And eight long and bloody years afterwards. To remember is to honor. We can never repay the debt that we owe these men and women, but we can remember their sacrifices, and in doing so, honor them. Thanks, everyone, for listening tonight. And thanks, everyone, for uh, for making the Rifleman Radio Show a consistent uh, top ten ranker out of 500 shows on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we are consistently in the top ten, usually in the uh, top five. And that's thanks to you guys for uh, for listening to the show, downloading the podcast, participating and helping getting the word out uh, to the rest of America about the Appleseed Project, how folks can step up and put their shoulders to the wheel in order to make this a a viable project. All right. 
There's no letdown in the summer. There's no letdown any time of the year. For the rest of this project, every weekend of the year, somewhere in America, there is an apple seed event going on. Somewhere in America, there are folks on the firing line learning how to become skilled shooters, learning what it means to be an American, learning about the sacrifices made by those who came before. <clears throat> this coming month is no different. We're going to start it off with Colebrook, Connecticut, August 8th and 9th. Elbridge, New York, August 8th and 9th. Eureka, Kansas, August 8th and 9th. Fountain, Colorado, August 8th and 9th. Jericho, Vermont, August 8th and 9th. Bennington, Vermont, August 15th and 16th. Bristol, Wisconsin, August 15th and 16th. Calverton, New York, August 15th and 16th. Davila, Texas, home sweet bacon and heat home, August 15th and 16th. El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas, August 15th and 16th. And if you're looking for a nice, cool uh, place to shoot in Texas in August, this is it. We have miraculously transformed the normal 115-degree heat in El Paso to a pleasant 72 degrees for your shooting comfort. Uh, we've also eliminated all dust, uh, leaves, uh, all of these huge uh, biting red ants. How did we do this? Well, we put it inside the El Paso Community College Law Enforcement Shooting Center. Uh, Mike Swartz is uh, our El Paso captain, and he's done a great job of uh, keeping the El Paso Community College shoots going there along with the rest of the folks, some Texans and uh, some New Mexicans. Uh, Sam D, Blue Feather Toss, Glock, that whole crowd out there uh, has been uh, jumping the borders, helping out in West Texas. A big thank to them all. So if you want to shoot in a nice, cool uh, climate, that's your place for Texas in August. However, there's only 20 shooting spots. So if you want to make sure that you have a nice, cool, clean shooting spot, and uh, if you have a place where, while you're shooting AQT, that uh, Mike Schwartz will rub your feet and uh, and bring you uh, coffee and stuff like that, then make sure that you get pre-registered for the event. And how do you do that, you say? Well, I'll tell you how. Go to appleseedinfo.org. That's the home page. Up in the left uh, top left-hand corner, you'll see Appleseed. Click on Appleseed. That will bring a drop-down menu. On that drop-down menu, select Schedule. Once you've selected Schedule, that will take you to the page listing all of the events. You'll have it listed by dates and by cities. Select the location and the date you would like to attend. <clears throat> Just to the right of that will be a hot link that says Information. You can click on that to get the information for directions, location, any special rules or regulations. And then to the right of that is a hot link that says register. If you plan to attend an Appleseed event, then we would like you to pre-register if at all possible. 
that allows us to ensure that we have the correct amount of supplies there, uh, enough T-shirts, uh, targets, instructors, etc. And the only way we're going to know for sure to do that is by counting the folks who are pre-registered. <clears throat> now, if a location uh, fills out uh, and closes out way ahead of time, and if everybody's pre-registering, and we will know then to attempt to secure additional firing lines. If at all possible, we will. If at all possible, we will secure additional firing lines, but we won't know to unless you pre-register. You won't be guaranteed a place on the line unless you pre-register. So please, if you're considering coming to an Appleseed event, go to appleseedinfo.org, look at the top left-hand corner where you see Appleseed, click on that, that will bring a drop-down menu. On that drop-down menu, go to Schedule, that will take you to the schedule events where you can find the uh, location and the date the event's going to be held, and you can pre-register there. All right. Garfield, Washington, August 15th and 16th. Lewiston, Idaho, August 15th and 16th. Mannheim, Pennsylvania, August 15th and 16th. Montpellier, Virginia, August 15th and 16th. Oxford, Kansas. August 15th and 16th, Raton, New Mexico. That's at the NRA Whittington Center. And there, you will have your feet massaged and your coffee brought to you by CMD. That's on August 15th and 16th. Sacramento, California, August 15th and 16th. Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, August 15th and 16th. Botano, North Dakota, August 22nd and 23rd. Clewiston, Florida, August 22nd and 23rd. Fenton, Michigan, August 22nd and 23rd. Gibsonburg, Ohio. Hold on just a second. I just uh, refreshed the page and lost it for a second. August 22nd and 23rd. Jaffrey, New Hampshire. That's a Live Free or Die rally. Uh, that's uh, a mini there. If you want the information on that, go to the uh, homepage, click on the Appleseed, go to Schedule. And you'll find the information here on the hot link that says information. Van Etten, New York, August 22nd and 23rd. Osage Beach, Missouri, August 22nd and 23rd. Piru, California, August 22nd and 23rd. Sherburn, Louisiana, August 22nd and 23rd. Listen, we'd like to get the uh, Louisiana folks up to speed in the game. The best way to do that is to make sure that a lot of folks turn out for this next event. It's all a matter of numbers. And by numbers, I don't mean that that's what we're looking at. That's all we're interested in. I'm talking about the laws of probability. You have to get a large number of folks to come to an event in order to get uh, the percentage of folks out of that event who can become instructors, who can put their uh, shoulders to the wheel and help out. So we'd like to get a large number of folks to the Sherburn, Louisiana event, August 22nd and 23rd. Uh, and there you will have your feet massaged by Chad with uh, crawfish oil, and he will bring you your Cajun coffee. So August 22nd, 23rd, Sherburn, Louisiana. Alabangordo, New Mexico, August 29th and 30th. Columbiana, Alabama, August 29th and 30th. Fresno, California, August 29th and 30th. Gardnerville, Nevada, August 29th and 30th. Graham, Florida, August 29th and 30th. Gunnison, Colorado, 
August 29th and 30th. Harvard, Massachusetts, August 29th and 30th. Miamisburg, Ohio, August 29th and 30th. Racine, Wisconsin, August 29th and 30th. Ramah, Colorado, August 29th and 30th. Vail, Oregon, August 29th and 30th. Boulder, Montana, September 5th and 6th. Castle Rock, Washington, September 5th and 6th. Castro Valley, California, September 5th and 6th. Chillicothe, Illinois, September 5th and 7th through the 7th. That's the uh, special three-day event for Chillicothe, Illinois. Douglas, Wyoming, September 5th and 6th. Grand Island, Nebraska, September 5th and 6th. Manchester, Tennessee, September 5th and 6th. Ottawa, Illinois, September 5th through the 7th. That's another three-day event. Pelham, New Hampshire, September 5th and 6th. Perrier, Tennessee, September 5th through the 7th, another three-day event, as well as the Ramsar, North Carolina, September 5th through the 7th, three-day event. Ramsar, North Carolina is a home range and a special place for all of the apple seeders. Absolutely beautiful shooting location. And they have pop-ups as well. Ramsar, North Carolina, September 5th through the 7th, three-day event. Red Buff Bluff, California, September 5th and 6th. Winona, Minnesota, September 5th and 6th. Athens, Ohio, September 12th and 13th. So I'll bring us a full 30 days ahead. Once again, we ask you to make sure that uh, if you're considering coming to an event, please pre-register for the event. Uh, go to appleseedinfo.org which will take you to the home page. Go to the top left-hand corner, Apple Seed. Click on that. Bring the drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, go to Schedule. Once you click on Schedule, that will take you to the uh, listing of events for the rest of the year. Go to the location that you want. At the date you want, On to the right of that will be a hot link. And click on the hot link for Register in order to pre-register. All right. <clears throat> The show tonight was called, And There Will Be Blood. This was the thinking leading into April 19, 1775. The tensions between the colonies and Great Britain had been stretched to the breaking point. Both sides uh, seemed to have uh, needs and wants that had to be met with no compromise. This caused them to begin a dance, a choreographed dance that could only lead to one end, and that was armed conflict. And why? Why did it have to be that way? There were many, many reasons. Uh, I'm not going to go through a litany of the history of the uh, of all the problems that led to the dance beginning. What I'm going to talk about, though, for a moment is the fact that there 
is always a dance. There's always a dance when two sides seem to be headed toward a conflict. There's always a dance they go through. Uh, you've seen this uh, many times over. Uh, the best example is the uh, the two kids at school. Uh, something happens, and uh, who knows what? Well, maybe a remark is made to one, and uh, the other one makes a remark back, and and then the bell rings, and the next thing you know, there are people saying, "Hey, so and so said something about you," and and then there's something else said, and then uh, pretty soon it appears that it is out of the hands of the two. They have nothing left that they can do except fight. It seems that they are guaranteed that they're going to fight. And the word spreads through the school. And next thing you know, there's a huge crowd waiting after school at the uh, appropriate location for the two sides to, uh, to meet and slug out their differences. You know, this doesn't always have to happen, though. Uh, it happens with the kids because they usually don't know any way to get out of it. They usually don't know uh, that they even have any other choices to be able to get out of the situation. For the two kids at the schoolyard, it's most likely uh, appears to be to them that they have stepped into a fast-moving river and they're being swept away and they have no say in it. They're going to end up at the appointed place, at the appointed time, uh, and they're going to act in the... Uh, uh, the expected manner, which is uh, stripping off their shirts and punching each other in the face. We don't have to do that now. We don't have to do that now because it was already done for us. It was already done by those men and women who met and stood together on Lexington Green after North Bridge and Concord and along Battle Road back to Boston on April 19, 1775. We don't have to do that. We have so many other choices. But, just like those kids, just like those kids in the schoolyard, unless we make a decision to do something, unless we make a decision to do something, and we put our effort into it, we are still going to be swept down the river. We're going to be swept down the river until something happens that we don't like. I'm telling you what, you're not going to like it. It's going to be ugly and nasty and painful and sickening. So the time to do something about it, different, is now. So ask yourself, what are you doing? What are you doing to help break out of this dance? And by the dance, I mean, what are you doing to help point out to the government, to point out to uh, folks that the constant erosion of our freedoms and liberties is not the route we want to go down? That the preservation of those liberties, the preservation of those freedoms is the route we want to go down. So ask yourself, what are you doing 
to help preserve those freedoms and liberties? Because if the answer is nothing, then you're just sitting in that boat without a paddle, riding down the river, and you're going to come to a very ugly uh, Niagara Falls. And you're going to go over the falls, uh, no questions asked. And if you wake up from that disaster, it's going to be a very ugly situation you're living in. So the time to do something about it is now. What can you do? How can you help? Well, let me tell you, one of the easiest things you can do is to go to an Appleseed event. Go to an Appleseed event. Uh, an Appleseed event is going to be like a hot cup of coffee given to you in the morning. Okay? You're going to drink that Appleseed event. You're going to go, wow, things look sharper, clearer, cleaner. I think I can see some solutions now, whereas before I was drifting in a sea of uncertainty and anxiety without a sea anchor. Instead of sitting on the couch, you know, that shot of caffeine in you, and you're going to say, hey, I've got some pep. I no longer feel apathetic because I feel like now, and I know now, that I can slice off these chores an eatable chunk at a time. I can slice off things off my to-do list and make it work. I can be a productive American in safeguarding my rights and liberties. That's right. You think all we're going to say to you at an Appleseed event is the six steps to firing the shot? Uh, how to build a uh, stable shooting position, how to uh, find your natural point of aim and shift it onto the target. You're going to learn all that, that's for sure. But along with that, you're going to get a dose of American heritage, of stories of men and women who thought they were setting out uh, that morning to make a protest and to do their little bit in preserving their freedoms and liberties. Little did they know they were going to be the names of the people who took part in the beginning of the American Revolution. We're asking you guys to become part of a new American Revolution. This one doesn't involve shooting, uh, at least as far as shooting at anyone else. Uh, as I said earlier, there's no longer a need for that. Those men and women who stood together at Lexington Green, the North Bridge in Concord, and along Battle Road on April 19, 1775, fixed that for us. They made it a lot easier. All we're asking you to do now is uh, start off by going to an Appleseed event. Once you go to an Appleseed event, you're going to learn something that you uh, probably weren't that sure was possible, and that is how to manipulate your, your rifle better than 99.99% of your fellow American firearms owners. Okay? That's the first thing you're going to learn. You're going to learn that you can become a rifleman. And listen... It didn't sound like much, but I'll tell you what. 
it's pretty heady stuff. You spend two days on the line, you make that commitment, and it's going to change your life. Now, once you've done that, once you've seen that you can set yourself a goal and you can meet those goals, it's going to create a hunger in you. And you're going to say, hey, what's next? What's next? Uh, I'm ready for the next challenge. I'm ready for the next goal. And listen, there are thousands of them out there, okay? And we'll be glad to help you uh, and point you towards your next goal. One of the things we'd like you to obviously consider is becoming part of the program, becoming an instructor. Helping us build this machine is going to change the face of this country. And mark my words, whether you believe it now or not, the Appleseed program is going to change the face of America. You get enough Americans off the couch, get them to understand that they are the power in government. They are the we the people of these United States. You wake up enough folks, and those folks who are awake are going to start making some changes. Those changes are going to benefit the nation. And in benefiting the nation, they're going to benefit the world. This nation has an absolutely amazing, uh, an absolutely brilliant experiment that has been conducting in freedom and liberty for the last 234 years. And we want that to continue. We want to preserve those freedoms and liberties. We want to pass them on to our own posterity. I have five children. I want my children to enjoy the same liberties and freedoms that I enjoyed. That's what this is about. It was just about me. Uh, I've enjoyed my liberties. Uh, I'm certainly not willing to give any of them up, but uh, for a lot of us, we've uh, we fulfilled the, the biggest portion of our lives, which doesn't mean that I would want to live in even uh, 20 minutes of no freedoms and liberties. But the main point is to ensure that there are freedoms and liberties to pass on to our posterity. That's the job of everyone here, the job of everyone listening, the job of every American. Once you come to an Appleseed event, you'll understand it a lot better. I can honestly say that uh, at each and every Appleseed event, I see lives changing. You can see it in folks' eyes. You can see it uh, in their faces. Their lives have changed. They won't be the same. And sometimes that is a scary thing because as long as you don't know that there's a problem, then uh, you're pretty much home free. There's nothing you have to do about it, right? If you're not aware of a problem, then uh, you are free to go about your business. Uh, But once you know that there's a problem, you have two choices to make. One, 
continue on and ignore it as if it never existed. Two, do something about it and fix it. You know, we use the analogy of the Titanic. And there were two types of people there. You had the folks who couldn't wrap their minds around the concept that the ship was failing, that it seemed to be in peril and sinking rapidly. They refused to even admit that it was. They uh, continued to uh, laugh and joke nervously and listen to the band that played on. And then you had another group of folks who were racing to find where the ship was holed, were doing their best to find materials to try and fix it, uh, getting uh, the life preservers out, getting the lifeboats rigged, doing everything they could to ensure the ship was fixed, and also preparing for the worst if it wasn't. And we want you to ask yourselves, which one of those people are you? Are you the person that's going to sit on their couch with their remote and click, click, click through the channels until you find a good 30-minute sitcom uh, that starts out happy, has uh, some type of uh, brief conflict, which is resumed, and you are returned to happiness within that 30-minute period, and then move on to the next one from there. And live your life in 30-minute conflict-resumed uh, comedies? Or are you going to wrap your mind around the fact that uh, that the country is in need of some maintenance? And if you do not do it, then who will? Who will? Is your neighbor doing it? Have you asked him? Is your mom or dad doing it? I don't know. I know that the only person that I will rely on is myself. I rely on myself to ensure that the maintenance on this country is being done. Once you've come to an Appleseed event, you've listened to the history, you've learned the skills and techniques needed to become a rifleman, the next thing you can do is make sure that your senators and representatives are being made aware of your needs and wants. You are the we the people in that document. And you need to make sure that your will is guiding your senators and representatives. It's actually a disservice to them if you do not let them know your needs, wants, your desires. Because if you don't let them know, how will they know what decisions to make? They're only going to make decisions that uh, are going to benefit them in one way or another. Either whatever decision they make is going to benefit them in getting them more votes 
in securing their powers as uh, representatives, uh, as securing favors. They need to make sure that they understand that they only hold that position as representative at your leisure. If they're not going to do as you ask them to do, then you're going to ride them out of town on a rail. That's how you make sure that they're doing the jobs that they are sent to do, that they're actually representing you, is by letting them know what your needs and wants are. All right, I uh, I took a trip last year to Jericho in uh, Vermont in order to assist at the Jericho shoot uh, with uh, Nickel and uh, to meet the a lot of the northeastern shooters. Had a great time there, absolutely great time, and uh, on the way. I took a little bit of extra time so I could visit some of the battlefields along the way. Uh, I'm sure that probably many of you have heard of the Battle of Oriskany. It was the actually the bloodiest battle of the Revolutionary War and was actually one of the turning points of the war. The uh, the trip was pretty amazing, and the battlefield there at Oriskany was pretty amazing itself. Uh, I wrote some notes here about the the trip, and I'm going to read them to you on the uh, on this anniversary of the the trip from last year. <clears throat> So, I left central New York about 11 a.m. on Friday morning and headed east towards Syracuse. Then I had planned to strike uh, out for the Adirondacks, heading for the Mohawk River and cross the southern end of Champlain into Vermont, south of Crown Point Ferry at the base of the fort. I chose this path because it seemed the straightest path to northern Vermont and because it led me past several of the forts and Revolutionary War battle sites. The area where the city of Rome, New York is now was where the Oneida Carry was and is now. In the early years of our nation, when the primitive muddy paths you called roads, you could travel from coastal New York inland all the way to the Great Lakes by rivers, except for a strip of land that had to be crossed by portage between Woods Creek and the Mohawk River. Now, this was uh, one to six miles long, depending on the season and the amount of rain at the time. And that made this a major trade, this a major trade route and a strategic location in the Mohawk Valley. The British built several forts to guard this strategic location in the 1750s, and then some were lost and burnt or uh, or uh, abandoned. 
Finally, Fort Stanwix was built on its current site in Rome, New York, in 1762 by the British General John. And I left out the last name. And was abandoned and allowed to go to ruin six years later in 1768. Fort Stanwix was also the site of the proclamation of 1773. This was a British Iroquois treaty which was supposed to secure uh, the reservations from settlement by whites moving westward. But it actually set the stage for the next round of Indian-on-Indian -Indian, uh, wars between the Shawnee, Delaware, and Cherokee tribes who actually lived there. The fort was reoccupied by colonial troops on July 12, 1776, and they began reconstruction of the fort. <clears throat> All right. As I said, on July 12, 1776, Fort Stanwix had been reoccupied and had been renamed Fort Schuler. <clears throat> Major General John Burgoyne uh, was leading one of a three-pronged set of, att uh, of attacking forces south from Canada. A British advance north from New York initially slated to lead his army up to the Hudson and Albany, but his preoccupation with taking Philadelphia left the task to bury St. Ledger. Okay, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to figure out what has happened here, and it seems that uh, somehow cutting and pasting has chopped off a great deal of the story. Apologize for that. I'm not sure what's wrong. I, it looks like in the second part of this that I put uh, and I chopped off some of the story somehow, which is not going to make it uh, not going to make it very legible. Okay. Well, if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is area code three four seven three zero eight eight seven. Nine zero. If you're a, a state coordinator, <laughs> we'd like for you to call in and let us know what's happening in your state. Uh, as I'm waiting for that, I'm going to give you, uh, without trying to read the report that I wrote, I'm just going to give you the general gist of it. There were three prongs of an attack set up to, to come out of Canada and up from New York in order to uh, capture Fort Stanwix, and then that would let them uh, let the British continue their attack south. <clears throat> now, once the the British 
had gotten to Fort Stanwix, they laid siege to the, to the uh, fort. Now, General Herkimer got together approximately 800 men and said they, they left out on a mission to relieve the fort, along with the 800 uh, militia members he had, along with him, 60 members of the Oneida Indian tribe. Now, the Oneidas were part of the Six Nations, and uh, they had all of the uh, the Indian nations had decided to go along with the British. But the Oneidas, 60 Oneidas, that accompanied Hunk Herkimer's force were accompanying him uh, out of friendship and favor to him. Now, these men were going to... Uh, try and relieve the fort by attacking uh, the fort, by attacking the folks who were besieging the fort, and then once they were in range, they were going to fire their cannon, and the defenders of the fort were going to sally forth and help in the attack on the besiegers. However, uh, Grant's men, along with Joseph Green, I mean uh, John Johnson's Greens, set out an ambush to ambush Herkimer's forces. They had set up the ambush uh, in a uh, small valley there at Oriskany. Now, I, I walked down that same trail that the... Uh, that General Herkimer's men took, and uh, it was an overcast day, and the grass was chest deep through the valley there. And when I got to the creek, the creek was uh, approximately the same size it was then. It was described as being uh, no more than two feet wide and a foot deep. And I'm going to tell you, the woods were deep and dark on either side. Uh, walking down into the valley where the creek was, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing on end. I was waiting any second for a walnut-sized chunk of lead to crack me right in the top of my head. But it didn't happen. However, General Herkimer's men that day, it did happen. As they knelt to take drinks out of the uh, out of the small stream there, they'd been marching all day in the heat. As they knelt to take a drink out of the stream there, Brant's Indians ambushed the column. So many men were shot right there at the onset, and they tumbled into the creek. That the creek ran blood red for over two and a half miles. This was one of the bloodiest battles of the Revolutionary War because the fighting was so up close, so personal, hand-to-hand, -hand, uh, no quarter asked, no quarter given. One of the problems they encountered was, as I said, the grass was chest deep. And what began to happen Herkimer was wounded in the first uh, fire, and uh, he was dragged up to the top of the hill and leaned up against the tree on his saddle, 
where he could tr- try and direct the battle from there. But his men were spread out. And as one stood to shoot at an Indian who would expose himself and then drop, as soon as he fired, an Indian who had crept up close to him would know that he had just fired and would assault him and finish him with a knife and a hatchet. The Indians had even foregone using rifles. They said, let us use the knife and the tomahawk. They figured it would be a close hand-to-hand battle, and it was, and it was bloody. Not long after it started, there was a rain. The rain caused a brief cessation uh, of hostilities because uh, uh, the men couldn't fire in the rain. But once the rain had stopped and it began to dry up again, that had given Herkimer uh, and uh, some of his uh, captains and lieutenants time to make a change in the game plan. What he did then was had each of the men fight in twos. Now, when the one man stood up and shot at the Indians, and the Indians close to them saw the shot taken and raced forward then to uh, kill him with his hatchet or his uh, knife, the second man stood up and shot him. Also at this time, the forces at the fort sallied forth finally, However, they didn't come to help to the aid of Herkimer's men. Instead, they made a raid on the camp of the uh, besiegers, on the camp of the Indians. Now, the Indians had been told if they joined this this fight, they would have a chance to get many scalps and also to lay claim to all the the booty, all the goods that they could take from the fort, all uh, all the spoils of war that they would get. Instead, they lost a lot of men during this battle. The Indians lost a great deal of men during uh, the Battle of Oriskany. And not only that, while they were fighting, the men from the fort had sallied forth and either captured or destroyed everything they owned. Now, after the battle, this caused uh, a great deal of anger and resentment among the tribes who had promised to fight for the British because not only had they not gotten the spoils from the fort because the British called off the siege, they had lost everything they owned whenever the the besieged soldiers at Fort Stanwix at Fort Schuler had sallied forth and destroyed their camp. They didn't even have a blanket left. Not only did they they not get uh, the spoils of the war, but they lost everything they had. This stopped one of the prongs forging south to attack New York, which in turn led to the failure of Burgoyne's attack. Burgoyne's attack led to the entrance into the war by the French, which changed the focus of the war and eventually led to the defeat of the British. So the Battle of Oriskany was a very uh, major battle of the American Revolution. It was one of the first turning points and played a very important role in the direction 
All right. Uh, if you are listening to the program and you would like to get into the live chat, you can just take a few minutes uh, to register if you would like to. It's very simple, very easy. They don't ask for a lot of uh, uh, details or anything. And uh, once you register at Blog Talk Radio, then you can get in on the live chat. We've got a lot of uh, uh, Appleseed instructors who are in the chat, ready and willing to uh, uh, give everyone a hand and answer any questions, point you in the right direction. Uh, all the guys in the chat room are very experienced and uh, and really great at helping. So if you're listening to the program and you'd like to get on the live chat, we'd love to have you there because I, can, uh, I can't participate as far as typing a lot unless I'm talking to somebody on the phone. But I can see the folks that are asking questions. I can see what you're asking. Uh, then go to blogtalkradio.com and do a quick uh, sign up for the show. And uh, then you can get in on live chat. All right. Uh, we're going to take uh, some calls now. Area code 724, you're on the air. Hey, Scout, Cow Dog here. Who's this? Hello? Cow dog. Cow dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you doing, cow dog? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank how are you, you doing this evening? Doing real well. Doing real well. Should be working outside, but uh, came in to listen to the show and sharpened my wife's kitchen knives. So, uh, That's perfect. Ready. Yep. Yep. Yeah, actually, That's perfect. Able to, yep. Produce something. <laughs> Listen, uh, since we haven't had, uh, since I don't think you've called in before, and what I'd like everybody to do when they call in the first time is, uh, is just give a quick uh, uh, a story about how you heard about the program and what got you involved. Before you, I know you probably have some other questions or comments, but I'd like to get started with that. Sure. Uh, my wife uh, was listening to the Alex Jones Show, Internet Radio, Genesis uh -huh. Communications. She heard Sam Damewood on the show, and and I don't really like the show, I think he's kind of obnoxious, but came home from work one day and she said, you have to listen to this, made me sit down and listen, and uh, you know, I listened to Sam Damewood, and, and you know, the way he tells the story of April 19th, it just stirred my heart, and uh, got on the uh, got on the board, and the first shoot I was able to make was uh, Patriots Day for Vienna, Ohio, and shot there. And shot at Beaver Falls uh, uh, a weekend before last, and uh, we've got a here on my farm here. We've got a shoot coming up, Slippery Rock, uh, August fifteenth and sixteenth. All right, so, uh, that is great. Uh, I like the program enough that uh, we made a couple acres at the back of the farm available. There's a natural backstop. Uh, kind of a hog back about 70 feet high, runs for a couple hundred yards, makes a perfect backstop. So uh, looking forward to having our first shoot here. And when, when are you going to have your first shoot? Uh, August 15th, 16th. Slippery oh, okay. So you're talking about you're talking about your place when you said that when you gave that uh, Appleseed event location. Oh yeah, yeah that event. Okay. Yep. Well, congratulations, Cow Dog, and I want to tell you thanks. 
from the bottom of my heart for you making your uh, land available to the program and and uh, and I, I understand it. I do because I did the same thing. I mean, I listened. I listened to uh, the message to the Appleseed message. I went to an Appleseed event. I listened to the history. I listened to the instructors, and it resonated within me. And I said, you know what? This is something I want to get involved in, and I, I want to do whatever I can. And one of the things I could do is I could make my land available for use, and that's what I did, and that's what you're doing now. So, and I know it's also uh, it's not one of the easiest things, uh, but I'm sure uh, if you're anything like me, you understood that it was an important thing, and so you did it. And uh, like I said, I want to tell you thank you from me and from the Appleseed Program, Cow Dog. Thank you very much. You don't need to thank me if you want to thank anybody. It's my wife for making me sit down and listen. But uh, no, it was an easy thing to do. You know, I heard about uh, heard about Isaac Davis. Really did the same thing. Uh, you know, putting the putting the range behind the blacksmith shop. That's right, he did. He said, "Listen, uh, I'm going to be the captain, and and I'm going to make you guys shoot here." And that's what he did. He didn't just he didn't just talk the talk. He walked the walk, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we uh, we had a little poll on the forum. We named the uh, the DAR site here after uh, Tim Murphy, who was born in Pennsylvania. And you were telling the story about Ariskany, and uh, you know a little bit later, Saratoga campaign, Bemis Heights. Uh, Tim Murphy's the guy that uh, stopped the British rally by uh, shooting General Fraser. Right. So uh, we kind of honoring a Pennsylvania patriot here by doing that as well. Well, that is great. So that's going to be your first event. Yep. I hope for and, many. And uh, now are you are you scheduling one, uh, one a month there at your place? I know it's going to be hard in the uh, winter. Uh, yeah, winter, winter here is probably going to be tough. I, I think probably by November uh, – you know, we're we're kind of we're about halfway between Pittsburgh and Erie, and we really get more of the the Erie Meadville weather up here. It might be tough. I'm I'm willing if if you know people want to try it. Uh, I think uh, in this part of the country, I think you know we we've got a shortage of instructors, and they're dedicated instructors. They're going to drive a long way to be able to pull this event off. But uh, you know, that's something what I'd like to see us build the program up in this area and get a couple people that can serve as instructors and shoot bosses. How far are you from uh, Erie? Uh, about uh, about 80 miles south of Erie and about 60 miles north of Pittsburgh, uh, right on the, uh, the Interstate 79 corridor. Oh, really? Well, see, I've got to go through, uh, we usually go through, uh, you know, right around uh, Erie on the way home, and uh, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll, I'll PM you and uh, maybe give you a call and see uh, see exactly where you are. Maybe I can stop by and just take a look and say hi. Uh, I you know I, I you you talk to folks on the phone or you PM them or you see them posting on the forum, but 
to a great extent, you know, the apple seeders don't get to see each other. They don't get to meet everybody, which I wish we could do. You know, we've been kicking around the idea of having a, uh, uh, you know, like a apple seed trapper rendezvous somewhere. But uh, I'd like to stop by and say hi and take a look at the thing, if that would be okay. Oh, please do. You'd be most welcome. Most welcome. Bring a rifle, do a little bit of social shooting. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Uh, so, your wife got you into this, or she exposed you to it. Now, how are you returning the favor? Uh, is she getting on the line, too? Uh, I don't know. Uh, she's here. You want to get on the line? No, no. No, I meant uh, on the firing line. I meant on the firing uh, line. No, no. She's, uh, I don't think she's going to come out to the firing line. She does shoot. Uh, but uh, I, when I came home from Vienna, I was so stiff uh, that it kind of put a scare on her. So I don't think she wants to be as stiff as I was after two days at Vienna. Well, people, you know, people don't understand that, that uh, you know, I, I try and tell folks that it's an intense course, and it is intense, and uh, and it's a lot more physical than you think it would be. I mean, normally when you go to the range, you don't uh, you sit at your little desk there and you fire a, a dozen rounds and you pat yourself on the back and that's it. Yeah. But uh, that's not what happens at Apple program. Give us kind of an idea of uh, of what you expected and what happened. When you when you went to your first Apple seat, did you think that's what it was going to be like? Well, uh, Sam Damewood uh, painted a pretty high picture, uh, so I was really looking forward to it. And I, I can say, in in no way was I, I disappointed with uh, with uh, the instruction or the quality of the people. It, it you know, few things in life meet my expectations, but that did. Uh, my only disappointments were, you know, I should have probably done some of the stretching exercises beforehand. And uh, you know, probably would have felt felt a little bit better uh, by Sunday evening if I had done that. Uh, right. And right. Was, and uh, we... I'm, I'm a little shy of the magic 210. I, I'm, my best score at Vienna was uh, was 205, so that hurts. Hey, but, listen, uh, 205 is a lot better than I did the first time. So uh, if you made a 205 on your first apple seed, then I congratulate you, sir. It took a lot of uh, it took a lot of painful sweat and uh, grits for me to uh, to get to 205. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I try and tell people that uh, the one of the best ways to prepare for an apple seed event is to spend a few minutes each evening, and you don't have to do it uh, until you break a sweat. Uh, all you have to do is get down into the prone position, get down in the prone position, sit there for a few minutes, and then get back out. Stand up, get down into the seated position, okay? Sit and just sit in it just for a few minutes. You don't have to sit there until you start crying. Uh, go ahead and get out of it, uh, you know, the minute it becomes uh, uh, painful. I didn't say the minute it becomes uncomfortable because it will be uncomfortable the first second you get into it. But the minute it becomes painful, get out. Get out. Stand back up. Walk around. And then get back down in it. Sit down in it. Do that every uh, every evening, just a couple of minutes every evening. Uh, on your way into the apple seed, and you will be much more prepared for it.
than uh, than the general person will because we're going to ask you to get down in that position. And the less you have to think about maintaining the position, the better off you will be because uh, if it's the first time you're at it, then all you're going to be thinking about is how to get out of that position. Uh, you know, the first uh, few times I did it, I have uh, uh, five fractures in my spinal column. And uh, oh getting down into the seated position, all I could think about when I got into it well, mainly was just uh, trying to get those rounds out of the magazine and uh, so I could get out of that position. And it took quite a while to get to where I could shoot in the seated position. Now it's uh, my most stable, uh, the most stable and rapid position that I have. I can, uh, uh, it's, it's my best position. But in the beginning it was not. It was a horrible position. So if you want to be ahead of the game, just what Cat Dog is saying, which is get down into those positions and try them out. You can you can also practice in standing, and uh, you know uh, become familiar with the positions that you're going to use, and just uh, take a few minutes e each evening, getting in and out of those positions. Yep. Yeah, and that's I would advise that to anybody before the first time. It, it, it will. It'll make a difference. When I shot Beaver Falls, uh, I was only able to shoot for one day, but uh, I didn't leave sore. So. Right. Now, uh, you know, most people uh, don't have that much of a problem with this standing position. And it's usually the position that we, uh, or at least that I, uh, I, don't ha I don't hit it as much because most people have been shooting standing, you know, for the greater part of their lives. They, that's just the position that they use. Now, we want to make sure that we instruct them in the correct techniques for shooting the string in the standing position. But as far as uh, figuring out how to do this, the standing, that's going to be the easiest. But you will need to spend a few minutes getting down in the prone, getting back up out of the prone, getting down in the prone, getting back up out of the prone. And then, after a while of doing that, start uh, getting down in the prone with your rifle. Get back out of the prone with your rifle. Get in the prone with your rifle. Get out of the prone with your rifle. Uh, ensuring that you are maintaining a safe uh, muzzle while you are doing that. And the same thing with the sitting. After you've uh, gotten in and out of the sitting uh, uh, for a while, then start uh, getting in and out of the sitting position with your rifle, making sure that you're maintaining a safe muzzle direction. That is going to be one of the things that's going to help you the most uh, in doing in attending an event and keeping from uh, from ending up stiff and sore afterwards, uh, especially if you add in I don't know what the weather is going to be like uh, uh, there in Pennsylvania coming up, but uh, in Texas at this time of year it's actually uh, usually very hot, so you have to add in the heat with the physical, and uh, you know it gets to be a bit of a strain. Yeah, uh, probably here. You know, August is our hottest month of the year, and it's it uh, it'll be humid, you know, humid and thick. So, you know, real important for people to bring water. Uh, the, you know, this is our first shoot, so it's kind of a primitive facility out back. You know, they need to bring a uh, hat, something to keep them out of the sun. Uh, bring some water. I'll have water here for people. Uh, is there camping there? Free camping on the farm, yeah. Got free camping, free firewood. 
uh, probably have my cousin come over and play some bagpipes for people after the that shoot. That sounds great. Uh, what about, uh, is there any kind of a uh, shower or anything? I know you got porta potties but is there any kind of a shower or bathing water or anything, river, creek? Uh, not really in August, but uh, I'll hook up a hose to the main barn that people have to drive through to get back to the camping area, and people are welcome to take all the water they wish. Perfect, perfect. Uh, anything else they need to know about uh, about the cow dog DAR? Uh, no, just uh, you know, get the word out. Uh, whether you're a good shooter or beginning shooter, uh, we need some people. I know in this area in Pennsylvania, there's some CMP competitors. Uh, I would think those would be the people we need to get out and uh, uh, become instructors. Because the more instructors we have here, the more red hats. Uh, the more shoots we can have. Well, I know that uh, when I go back through Pennsylvania, I'm going to load myself down with uh, flyers for your event, and I'm going to hit every place I can, and uh, then I imagine I'll stop by your house and, and say hi to you and take a look at it, and then uh, and then finish uh, handing out all the flyers I can on the way out of the state. Uh, if anybody else is in Pennsylvania, anybody else listening now is in Pennsylvania, or close on the borders or anywhere, uh, uh, I imagine I'll go ahead and hand them out in southern New York, too. But uh, if anybody else uh, can lend a hand for the upcoming shoot there in uh, Pennsylvania, we would sure appreciate it. Uh, just go to the uh, go to appleseedinfo.org, go to the top left-hand corner, you'll see Appleseed, click on that, look on the schedule for the event there, and then go to information, and you can get the flyer there from the information page and print it up uh, for the uh, for that event. Uh, anything else you want to put out? No, sir. Thank you. And uh, when you're in this neighborhood, please do drop by. Okay, I sure will. I'll PM you after the show uh, with my phone number and everything, and uh, and we can get in touch and work it out. Because, like I said, I'd love to come by and meet you. I hate being. Uh, are uh, missing the opportunity to meet uh, Apple Cedars. And anytime I'm in uh, whatever state I'm in, I always try and make sure that I meet whoever I can and uh, put a face to the name. So it just makes it a lot easier. God bless you, Cow Dog, for everything you're doing, uh, for the uh, sacrifices you're making in making your land available. Thank you to you. Thank you to Mrs. Cow Dog, uh, number one, for getting you uh, involved in the program, and number two, for putting up with you now that you are involved in the program. Uh, it yep. takes a lot of uh, uh, it takes a lot of time to do this, and and our wives uh, sacrifice a great deal so that we can do this because they understand the importance of this. Also, uh, they they just as much as the men care about their children and their grandchildren and their great grandchildren, and they want their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren to experience the same freedoms and liberties that they had. And they know that this is a good way to do it. And we certainly appreciate the sacrifices uh, that our spouses make in allowing us uh, to help put our shoulders to the wheel. Thanks again, Cow Dog, for all Absolutely. that you're doing. God and God bless you, you sir. Take all care. right, I'm just going to I'm gonna leave you on. Uh, if you if you want to leave, stay on. I'll just leave you or uh, I'll just uh, turn your mic off and leave you on the phone. Okay, take care. All right, thank you. So there was another person that uh, that Sandy 
somehow drug into the show. Man, oh man. That's Sam D. I don't know what we're going to do with him. Do you know Sam? Yeah, you'll just have to put up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. And thank you, Cow Dog, for what you're doing. That's great. Heard it on the show. Got a range going. Got a shoot going. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. I want to get back down there and, and, and come to a shoot at your range, too. That's home territory for me. I was actually born up in Erie. No kidding. Yep. You don't sound much like a an eerie kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but now, listen. I forgot to ask Cowdog if that's how he got his name. Uh, you, but you must know. Uh, does he raise in cow dogs too? Yes, he does. And you need to get one from him. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably do. I, I have four dogs. Uh, each one vying for each other to become the most worthless uh, cow dog. So, <laughs> so right now they're they're all pretty much tied equally uh, with, in worthlessness as far as uh, their work. You know, I I've asked them several times point blank what exactly it is that they do uh, that uh, that makes them deserving of the bowls of food that I have to pay for every evening, and I just get those blank looks and then. Uh, you know, then the tongue comes out and the tail starts wagging, and you know, I just go ahead and pour the food in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so give us a rundown, Sam. What's been happening and what's getting ready to happen there in New Mexico? Well, there's going to be a shoot up at Raton here, uh, I believe, this weekend. That's right. That's Got right. Blue now, Feather and Kyle Glock and Company going up there for another shot at the Whittington. And uh, that's beautiful. If any of you folks up in northern New Mexico, southern Colorado, west Texas, Oklahoma, down the corner of Kansas, come on over to it. You're guaranteed a great time. Wow. Yeah, I told everybody that uh, uh, that you will be providing coffee and foot massages at the NRA Whittington Center shoot. No, I don't do that. That's Blue Feathers game. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's right. Uh, let's see now. Who did I say was going to do that? Let's see. Oh, that was it. Mike Schwartz. He's going to do it for the uh, El Paso Community College shoot. I think he said. Oh yes. Yep. He's very good at know, it too. We all know what uh, what kind of a uh, uh, oh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, the sensitive. Uh, uh, eco uh, kind of guy that uh, Mike is that uh, you can expect some of that there from him. Actually, Mike Schwartz is a absolutely great guy, uh, a really hard charger in the program there, and it wouldn't be going at the speed it's going if it wasn't for him getting it started and then uh, dragging in folks like uh, Sam D and uh, Tyler Glock and Blue Feather uh, to try and help kickstart the program there, and then uh, and they did. And now we've got a, a great group of guys in uh, El Paso bringing uh, the Apathy program to the folks here. They have a great bunch of IITs down there working their way up toward a red hat. Uh, fantastic people and uh, spirited people, people that are dedicated, people 
that are persistent, like Mateo. You remember Mateo? Oh yeah, yeah. Mateo was a great guy. Uh, for folks who don't know, Mateo is a uh, is a fellow there in uh, El Paso, who, despite uh, despite some uh, cruel uh, uh, luck that he is uh, overcoming, uh, including about to 35 surgeries. Uh, he he puts that all behind him, and he gets into each of the positions, and he shoots, and he shoots rifleman standards. And uh, if you met Mateo and you talked to him, you'd see that uh, that the, the most of us don't have to overcome the stuff that Mateo does uh, in order to shoot rifleman, and yet he does, and he cares enough about the program to do so. There's enough about the program to become an instructor for it. Uh, we all do, and each of us has our own challenges. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that Mateo has a few more than most of us have, and God bless him uh, for uh, stepping up and doing what he does. Whenever I uh, get down in that sitting position and I'm feeling a little stiff and cranky because it's not comfy, I uh, I just think about Mateo getting down there because I know he hurt worse than I do, and he's down there doing it, hammering them out. I uh, I've been trying to push uh, this week the Elbridge uh, New York shoot, and uh, I've even gotten to the point now where uh, there's a uh, several uh, uh, the roads through here happen to be sitting on the routes, I guess, for several uh, military installations. Now, I've actually uh, been uh, blinking my lights and pulling over vehicles that uh, have guys in uh, uniform and uh, handing them a, uh, a flyer for the, uh, for the events. And uh, they all seem very, uh, very grateful for it. And uh, I'm hoping that the, the upcoming shoot in Elbridge is going to be a good... Uh, a good event. Uh, I need to talk to K Dan, who's a shoot boss for it, because I also uh, have been inviting all the uh, fire departments, uh, the local fire departments, to come, and uh, and of course offering them, the the guys who come, uh, the uh, uh, the comp, if they're uh, if they are the uh, EMTs who come, because uh, you know we, any time that we can get. Uh, Medically trained folks on the line. It's uh, certainly worth it to us. Did I drop you there? No, I'm, I'm here. I'm just okay. listening to you. You were putting okay. good words out, and I didn't want to butt in. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I was just saying that uh, I'd invited. Uh, I'm inviting all the fire departments, all the uh, police departments. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few folks law enforcement folks uh, in the FC program. And uh, the majority of them that I've talked to have uh, said that, hey, I wish, especially folks that are, have, are in uh, special uh, weapons and tactics units or uh, any type of hostage rescue uh, or uh, emergency response units, uh, they're folks that have always said, listen, this is a, uh, a program that I wish I'd gotten involved with before I went to SWAT school or before I went to sniper school, etc. Because we provide folks with the fundamentals of shooting. We're going to give you a good, strong, 
basic fundamentals of shooting course so that you are ready for the next step up, so that you are ready uh, to go to the, snot, the uh, sniper school, the SWAT school, so that your shooting is up to snuff for that. Uh, this is a great course to prepare you uh, for furthering your rifle marksmanship education. Uh, the APSI the program is not the be-all, end-all. Uh, we're never going to see that because it's not. It's actually a great place to begin. Uh, we're dragging in thousands of folks every year who have never experienced shooting before. And uh, we're giving them an excellent uh, basic course in shooting and at the same time hammering in safety. We have, a, we have an absolutely uh, amazing uh, safety record and uh, we've just got a great safe line. Uh, I hear that all the time from folks also that have attended other, other courses that say, listen, the uh, the safety at the LC program was just amazing. You know, nobody was uh, nervous, nobody was worried. Uh, these uh, folks have been to a lot of other courses where uh, uh, I suppose the safety was not quite as tight as uh, as it is at Appleseed because uh, I've heard that over and over with that what an amazing uh, safe line that we run. We had a good example of that at our last shoot in Albuquerque. Uh, we had double the number of uh, shooters show up that we had planned on, but we had a good crew. Everybody knew what they were doing. We set up. The folks that run the Albuquerque City Range uh, sat in the trailer with a pair of binoculars watching us because they they had some thoughts that maybe we weren't going to do such a good job. Uh, we left them impressed, and uh, we're not ever going to have any problem getting space on their range because they know we run a safe line and a clean line and... Uh, you know, we're, we're as good or better than any other group out there. Our people yeah. know what they're doing, and they go out with confidence. Uh, by the time you become a red hat with RWVA, you've got a lot of experience, and you can go out and run that line with confidence. Yeah, we run a tight ship, and, uh, and we really stress safety at Appleseed, and we're doing a great job of it. Uh, not to say that uh, it can't always be better because it can, but we really do we really do stress safety uh, because we get so many good folks who uh, who have never handled a rifle before. And I tell folks when they come in, uh, whenever I'm giving the briefing or whenever I'm instructing folks uh, who are driving up, you know, I say grab your gear, let's get all your gear down line by eight o'clock, and then. Uh, We'll go through the safety briefing, and then you can get your rifles and bring them down. Not because I don't trust you specifically, but because uh, we're going to be having a lot of folks who've never handled a firearm before, and uh, a lot of folks who may not even understand uh, how one is loaded or unloaded, etc. So it's for your safety as well as theirs that we do this. Nothing, uh, nothing personal against you. We just want to keep a nice, tight, safe line and. Uh, and I've yet to have anybody who objects to that. No, we've got a reputation for for uh, running a good line, and treating people well, and uh, we we don't get uh, 
We don't get a lot of complaining because people come out there and they get quality instruction. A moment ago, you were talking about policemen and firefighters. And that's the area where uh, Mike, West Texas, has done a really good job. Uh, we got two of the people from the El Paso SWAT team come out and shoot with us. Uh, took a little doing to, to make that happen. Uh, but they were both impressed. Uh, at the end of the first day, one of them came up and said, gee, and I thought a sling was just for carrying. And uh, we didn't let him use his bipod, which kind of shocked him a bit. But when he found out that he didn't need it, it made a big difference in uh, the way he looked at the program. And now Mike has got an agreement with the chief of police down there. Uh, he'll let his people come to an apple seed on company time. You can't beat no that. Kidding. No, that is great. Well, now, I have to say that uh, uh, two of the firefighters I talked to, uh, two different uh, firehouses, uh, hopefully it was just, uh, uh, you know, bad luck of the draw, but I talked to them. I said, listen, you know, we'd like you to come out. Uh, and we'd like to we'd like to comp uh, the EMTs who come out because we'd like to have them on the line uh, learning to shoot and to have their skills available if we uh, if we ever need any. And uh, they both said, no, we don't uh, we don't have any desire to shoot anything. We don't own guns. We're, we don't like to shoot, et cetera, et cetera. But we will post it up, and we will let everybody know. So that's uh, that's the most I can ask for. And uh, the uh, the uh, police departments were a little bit more uh, advanced than that. They uh, they all had, uh, uh, I guess, an email system for all of the officers. So I was able to hand the stuff along with my card to the uh, the front desk at the all the police departments, and uh, the guy was going to uh, send a direct email out to all the officers at each one. So. That worked out better. The fire departments, I guess, they're just, uh, he said they would post it. And uh, it's hard for me to believe that uh, out of a huge group of firefighters, you wouldn't have a few guys that weren't at least a bit interested in uh, uh, in shooting, you know. Oh, there'll be some out there. You just came across two of, the, two of them folks who were uh, tar butts, you know. They're like watching NASCAR on the tube on Saturday. That's all. <laughs> There's some good ones out there. Well, that's what I'm like. I said that's what I'm hoping for, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure we'll get some folks that uh, that will show up out of the group because I'm not through yet. Uh, tomorrow I'm headed east uh, on the road, and I'm going to hit all the places out on east. Like I said, I've been hitting all the uh, all the Bass Pros, all of the uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, all of the Army Navy stores. Uh, all the Walmarts, uh, all the hardware stores, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, uh, I'm hoping that we'll have a, a good crowd this coming weekend. I think you will. Uh, you know, once in a while we get a small one, but uh, when that comes around, we've just got more time for quality instruction, and we make the best of every shoot that comes, large or small. Uh, there are good people out there all over. And we'll get them to Appleseed sooner or later. Uh, I, I got a call the other night out of the blue from a lady in Albuquerque. She'd gone to a gun shop there and uh, wanted to learn how to use a rifle. And they told her about Appleseed. I guess uh, 
free firefly or, or precisely advantageous had left some flyers there. And they gave her one. She called me up and uh, asked if Appleseed could teach her how to use a rifle. And I said, yes, ma'am, we sure can. <laughs> and no kidding. She's, uh, she's going to be down here at our Alamogordo shoot at the end of the month. And this is not someone who uh, is traditionally part of the shooting world. Uh, this lady decided that she needed to get a rifle for whatever reason. And she also figured she ought to learn how to use it. And uh, sometimes we put maybe more effort than justified keeping all of our recruiting efforts with uh, the traditional shooting world. A couple of us were discussing it the other night on the forum. Uh, you know, Appleseed is, is for everybody in America. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who've never been exposed, uh, people from non-traditional backgrounds, people who haven't ever fired a rifle before. Uh, we need to make some effort to get those people out. There, there right. are uh, housewives out there, uh, never fired a rifle. Uh, a lot of them get an opportunity and they find they enjoy it. We, we have a, a lady in El Paso that came out. She was going to write an article about us. And to be quite truthful, I, I don't necessarily know if it was going to be a really favorable one. Uh, but she came out to see what we were about. West Texas loaned her a rifle and gave her a box of ammunition. And uh, she started shooting, and she hadn't missed an apple seed in El Paso yet. <laughs> Hey. And, uh, you know, she, she's become one of the faithful. And we need to go ahead and push our efforts out just a little wider, more than just the, the gun shops and sporting goods stores. Uh, there are liberty-loving Americans in every background. And a fella uh, came up and, and with a, a thing on the forum said that Appleseed was apolitical which means not political at all. And I could understand his point, but what he really meant was nonpartisan. So we don't take sides in the political debate, but we want people involved. And there are people out there that we might not ordinarily think of as being uh, uh, favorable towards shooting. And I think we're doing ourselves a disservice by not actively trying to get those people to participate. Right, and we've talked about uh, this before uh, on the radio show and uh, on posts on the forum and stuff. And one of the things that we try and make sure that our instructors understand, the shoot bosses, people running the shows understand, is that at an Appleseed event, we don't talk politics, okay? We don't talk politics. We don't get involved in politics. It's none of our business. Uh, we, if you are a democratic liberal, we want you to come. We want you to come and listen to uh, the history of your country so that you'll understand it. We want you to come and become proficient in uh, rifle marksmanship because it's your country. Uh, we don't want uh, just uh, uh, one political party uh, to bear the weight of uh, listening to the history and understanding the history and 
and carrying on a traditional rifle marksmanship, it belongs to every single American out there. Uh, we're not going to tell you who to vote for. It's none of our business. Uh, personally, I could care less who you vote for as long as you vote. I am going to tell you you've you got to vote. You've got to vote. You've got to talk to your senators and reps, okay? That goes for everybody. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because that's none of my business, all right? It's none of any of the absolute instructors in business who you vote for. It's not none of any of our business uh, as far as uh, what rifle you bring. Uh, if you ask us what our favorite rifle is, I'm sure that we will tell you. If you ask us what's the best rifle to bring, I'm sure that we will tell you that too. But it's not our business to ever uh, tell you anything about your rifle other than how to shoot it, how to shoot it to the best of your ability. And that's what we do. That's what we excel at is uh, getting folks to understand how to use their rifle, how to get the most out of their rifle, how to uh, get the techniques and skills down that can put them on the path to becoming a rifleman. <clears throat> American heritage and rifle marksmanship is what we're all about. That's right. I'm going to bring someone else on the air with us, uh, Sam. Area code 806 on the air. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, me. Paul up in Amarillo. Paul? Ashburn. Hey, how are you doing, Paul? It's good to hear your voice again. Just ducky, thank you. Yeah, we got a an inaugural shoot coming up this weekend in Fountain, Colorado. We, I just noticed we have 31 pre-regs already, and I was talking to a Franktown kid, boots on the ground up there, and he's been talking to some local Boy Scout groups. We may get a sold-out inaugural shoot up there of 45 people. No right. kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Now, is that uh, that's only the second location that's open in Colorado, right? That is correct. Uh, Ramon. Okay, Grandma's the yeah. first. It's between Lyman and Colorado Springs. Uh, Fountain is south of Colorado Springs at uh, one of the gun clubs up there. Right, because uh, Grandma was was carrying the load for the last uh, year or so for all the Colorado sheets. And I was wondering when we're going to get another location open up there. That sounds great. Are you going to be there? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm shoot boss. No kidding. Well, that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, me and uh, I've got a good, uh, good load of... Uh, IITs that just went through an IBC last weekend with uh, Fred himself. So uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting event. Huh. Well, that's great. Uh, well, I think, uh, think you've got another one opening up in Colorado, too, don't you? Well, at the end of the month, uh, the 28th and 29th, they've got one scheduled for Rama, and uh, but it's already sold out. It was It was sold out two weeks ago. No kidding. Uh, great. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a big demand up there. There just aren't that many ranges, so we're we're really looking forward to this one at Fountain. If we can get a, a couple of additional ranges up there, it's going to be a big program. They're really limited as to red hats right now, so we're trying to uh, work all the IITs through the program as fast as we can and uh, and support the organization up there. Uh, well, I and Al Smith found one too, didn't he? Well, that's it. Yeah, Gunnison. Uh, I won't be at Rama. Uh, AZ Gromit is coming all the way out from Phoenix, Arizona to run the one at Ramos. So uh, I'll be at Gunnison, Colorado on the 28th and 29th for the inaugural shoot at Gunnison, Colorado. So that gives you three ranges in Colorado. That's that's good growth. Yeah, it is. Uh, Gunnison is kind of the, the back of beyond. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a long way from anywhere, but it uh, covers an area that... Uh, 
for those people, you know, it's a long drive from there for those people to get out onto the plains around Fountain or out at Ramaw, but now they've got a place to Gunnison. Uh, we hope to get a, a good deal of support up there. Well, has the uh, have the events in Colorado have they always been doing this well? Because uh, this seems like a a pretty decent surge as far as uh, numbers for Colorado. Yeah, uh, it is. and I'm wondering. The, the only problem with Colorado is the weather. Um, it's uh, challenging until you get uh, well into May. I mean, uh, if you uh, you remember the the uh, after action review for the April 18th, 19th shoot at Ramah, Colorado. Right. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, anything prior to May, you know, the middle of May is is, is pretty risky. Uh, well, we'll just have to we'll just have to do what we're doing, which is open up more locations and then just run like heck through the uh, the good months of the uh, summer That's with right. him. That's run right. them as run them as hard and fast as we can yeah, until uh, the first snows come. As I as I, I used to live up there years ago, and uh, you know you stay inside, you either ski or you stay inside all winter. But when the spring comes, everybody comes out and looks around and looks at that strange light in the sky and decides they're going to do all sorts of stuff. And it's uh, once we get a good uh, good instructor core built up there, they'll be able to have a lot more apple seeds. Right now, we're kind of limited by the uh, the people that are available, but uh, there's plenty of in, uh, interest up there. Some good scores too. I was I was presently surprised with the uh, the quality of shooters that we're getting up there. Well, how many folks uh, do you happen to know the range capacity uh, for the uh, upcoming shoot? Yeah, at Ramah it's uh, it's 49 and it is sold out. It's 45 at Fountain. Uh, we've got 31 pre-reg tonight, and uh, Riflewoman's been diverting people to uh, uh, if they if they want to go to Ramah, she's been informing them that the, we'll have the Fountain shoot. Plus uh, the weekend after that, uh, the 15th and 16th, uh, just have to hop over Raton Pass. They can shoot at Raton, New Mexico, at the Whittington Center. Okay, uh, well, listen, you guys just heard it. Uh, from the horse himself, that there are still about, uh, let's see, what did you say? Let's uh, ten places. No, seven seven places left yeah, on the shooting line. Was uh, that right? No, no, it's more like fourteen. Uh, thirty-one from. Okay, thirty-one people, not thirty-nine. Yeah, thirty-one. Okay, fourteen spots left. So call your buddies in Colorado and tell them right now that the time to pre-register is right now. Well, they're not going to get a slot there for the uh, Colorado shoot. Yeah, and we've uh, we've got some interest from some of the uh, scouting groups too. Uh, where there, uh, there were, I don't know about walk-ons, but I'm encouraging everybody to pre-reg as much as possible. But I'm planning on a sold-out shoot and taking all the supplies that I've got squirreled away. Huh. Well, that sounds absolutely great. Uh, yeah, and then. Let's see. So that there'll be the the coming shoot, and then after that will be Rama, and then after that the folks can go to the NRA Whittington Center, well, I, and then yeah, it's uh it's Fountain this weekend, Raton next weekend, and then there's a a blank weekend in in our area, and then at the end of the month uh, there's both Rama and Gunnison. Ah, okay. All right, I'm going to bring uh, one more person on the line with us. All right, area code 111, you're on the air? Yeah, hi, thanks for taking my call. Okay, who's this? Yeah, this is Bobby, Los Angeles. Okay, hey, are, you using, are, are you using some uh, 
software to mask your phone number? No, no, it's a, a Skype. Oh, okay. All right, okay. So I got it. So, but anyway, no, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to make sure I, mis- I didn't misunderstand this. What's the program you guys got going on? You mean, what is the Appleseed program? Like the uh, like the ones you guys were talking about coming up and pre-registering? Uh, well, the Appleseed program is a rifle marksmanship program, and uh, we teach rifle marksmanship in an intense two-day uh, weekend course, and it's the cheapest one you're going to come across anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world, actually. And uh, it's two days for $70, and we're going to give you a... Uh, as much of the fundamental basics of shooting as you're going to be able to uh, hold in one bucket at one time. And to top off that bucket, we're also going to teach you about the events of April 19, 1775. We're going to teach you about the day that America was birthed, uh, the events that happened at Lexington Green, at the North Bridge in Concord, and along Battle Road back to Boston on April 19, 1775. What you're going to do is you're going to end up... Uh, you're going to end up learning to shoot with a, a group of Americans who are going to be like-minded as far as uh, a love of their uh, a love of the uh, rifle marksmanship and learning how to uh, to get the most out of their rifles and for uh, who are hungry to know about the history of their country. So this sounds like something you're interested in. When it comes to the practicing of the shooting. Uh, are we shooting at uh, live animals, targets? No, no, no live animals. Uh, we're going to be shooting at uh, targets. Uh, we'll be teaching you to shoot, uh, first of all, with just like some one-inch squares. And then uh, as your skills begin to uh, to take hold in advance, we're going to use what's called the, uh, the AQT. And it is uh, the old Army qualification test. You're not going to be competing against other people. You're, it's just a tool that we use to diagnose how well our instruction uh, is being accepted by the individual. So you're just going to be shooting at 25 meters uh, on Saturday. You're going to be shooting all day at 25 meters and uh, perfecting your skills there. You're going to learn uh, a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to put into three file folders. One is how to build a stable shooting position. After that, you're going to learn how to acquire your natural point of aim and shift it onto the target. And then we're going to teach you how to execute the shot using the six steps to firing the shot. And uh, right, we're going so to try to do that. It won't be at live animals, then. No, 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 live animals. No, we we don't have anything to do with shooting live animals. Do you never have to shoot at live animals uh, just because you come to an Appleseed event? All you have to do is uh, is shoot at paper and listen to American heritage and history. All right, now, well, thank you, then. Listen, we've got a great program out in California. If you want to learn more about the organization, just go to AppleseedInfo, one word, AppleseedInfo.org, and uh, that will take you to our homepage, and you can nav- navigate from there. We got, a, like, like I said, we've got a really great program going out in California. Uh, a lot of shoots out there, a lot of great, great people. And that was it. <laughs> so, no live animals, folks. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't shoot at the live animals. However, uh, we do use them for cosmetic testing. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding about that, too. Uh, I believe that's the first I've heard that question asked of an apple seed. 
Well, I mean, uh, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, we got, uh, we, I put the uh, information out uh, on uh, on the forum, but we're also, uh, I think I've told you guys before that we're, uh, uh, we stay on the top ten, usually in the top five, as far as conservative political radio shows on Blog Talk Radio. So if somebody's looking, if they say, well, listen, I'm going to go to, uh, I want to know what the most uh, uh, popular show is in this uh, genre, and uh, I'm going to see what the most popular show is on uh, conservative political radio, then we're going to pop up there. So, uh, And there's a lot of folks on Blog Talk Radio. So we're going to, we get lots of folks in. We get, uh, I get people quite often uh, emailing me and stuff that have listened to the show and, uh, and, and wanted to know more about it for one reason or another. Sometimes, you know, not the right reasons, but, uh, I'm always willing to, uh, to talk to folks about the Apple C program, as are almost everybody involved with it. I'm sure that, uh, if you asked Sam D., or a Paul a question, they would be glad to answer it, no matter how long it took, probably. And we need to remind all those guests that are logged into the chat room to please go ahead and sign in to Blog Talk, get them a name, and, and uh, ask some of those questions. We've got a bunch of good instructors who are uh, sitting there on that chat room just waiting to answer any question you might have. Uh, and there's no question that, that they don't have an answer for and a good one. So don't be afraid to ask. Uh, good people there every Tuesday night waiting on that chat room to answer questions. So if those guests will just sign in, it takes just a minute. Uh, they can get on there and ask whatever they need and have all their questions answered. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, we don't even shoot at uh, we don't even shoot at the uh, at the cows I don't like. Uh, at my no, place, no. no, no live, no live animals. Uh, but we will shoot a lot of uh, a lot of AQT and a lot of uh, four-minute squares. Uh, you will shoot four-minute squares until you see them in your sleep, as you should. Uh, any good rifleman should be able to conjure up an image of a four-minute square uh, the minute his eyes close, because uh, because that's what we do. All right. If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Anybody with upcoming shoots, you're welcome to call in, and we'll get them uh, uh, on the air here and uh, do as much promo as we can for them. Uh, I see that Karen has showed up uh, in the chat room again. Hello, Karen. Thanks for. All the work you do for the show, God bless you. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to call in, that's the number, 347-308-8790. And Scout, while we're waiting for that next caller, let me chime in about a little something here. Something else been coming up a lot recently. Uh, you know, we have Karen comes up every Tuesday night. And she's never been to an apple seed yet. She's one of the strongest supporters we could ever have. And we'll, well, we're, we're going to do an apple seed. We're going to keep we're gonna working on her. 
we'll keep working on it. We're going to get an apple seat set up uh, there close to her, and we're going to get her to come to the apple seat event. And then after that, Karen's going to become an apple seat instructor. Karen is showing uh, part of that good American spirit. She recognizes something that's good, and she's helping it out, uh, even though she's never participated with us. And we have a lot of people who are helping Appleseed out who, who don't shoot with us for one reason or another. And we need to go ahead and make sure that those people are recognized, and we need to nurture them. They're doing good work for us. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, we don't ever want anyone to think that just because they can't go to an Appleseed, just because they can't instruct, uh, just because they can't uh, do any of the... Uh, any one certain thing that there is not a place for them at apathy because there is. Uh, there's a place for every single person uh, to do something in their own way to get involved to help with the program. Every single person, whether you've been to an apple seed or not, uh, is an apple seed ambassador. They're an apple seed spokesperson uh, who can help spread the word of the apple seed program. Just because, uh, uh, just because they're not shooting, does not mean they're not moving the uh, the program forward in one way or another. Karen says she has a son she's donating. Okay, you're donating him to the Apple program? She's going to donate her son to the program, and he's going to shoot in her place. Kind of like those, uh, you know, the, the uh, oh, what do you call them, the, the volunteers uh, that go forward for you. Uh, so that's what she's going to do. And then eventually she'll get, uh, she'll get drugged deeper and deeper into the program and, uh, and we appreciate all of the Appleseed volunteers, wherever they are, whatever they're doing. Everybody is doing something. Even uh, even you have the wives and the kids uh, of all the instructors who are donating their time uh, with their mother or father uh, in order that that mother or father can take the time they would normally spend with those kids, uh, with their spouses, and giving it to the program in order to uh, to move the program forward to train folks in rifle marksmanship and to teach them their history, uh, we appreciate the sacrifices that they make for us, for the wives and the children, uh, because they are uh, sacrificing uh, and donating those that time that they would normally spend with their spouses or their fathers or mothers. And don't hesitate to bring those non-shooters in, people who are uh, non-traditional uh, in this area. Don't hesitate to bring them in. There's a place for them. And uh, if, if someone is out there promoting that program for us, uh, they may never get on the line. I'm not going to force them to get on the line. But if they're out there uh, promoting the program, helping us get that American heritage taught, uh, trying to get people to be responsible, to use that third opportunity that the Founding Fathers gave us, then... They're just as valuable as people on the line, and we need to push to get them out and involved, too. It's not just about shooting. That's it. You're exactly right. Uh, area code 802, welcome to the show. Who do we have? Area code 802. Is this old, old grunt? I scout. And... Can anybody hear you? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't recognize who it is. I, I can't really hear the voice. 
try calling back again. Area code 802. Try calling back again. See if we can get you a, a better uh, a better line in. Let me see if that if he says it in the chat. I think that was OG's uh, number. Oh, he sent me a nice text message yesterday. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you'd like to call in the show, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. So if you'd like to call in, please do. If you have any comments, uh, if you have any questions, we'd be glad to answer them for you. If you want to call in and uh, just listen to the show without uh, having to talk, you can do that too. There's a little button there that says, uh, I want to listen, but I don't want to talk. You can press that button. And uh, what I'll see is just a little hand up beside the number, meaning that you don't want to talk. So if you trust me not to put you on the air after that, go ahead and call in. Uh, okay. Well, whoever call in, you're welcome to uh, to call back again. Uh, we want to make sure that, uh, like I said once again, I want to put out that uh, the uh, Sherburn, Louisiana shoot is happening at the uh, uh, the end of this month, and we would like everybody who can, all the uh, Texas instructors, we'd like to get everybody together and head on over to Louisiana for the uh, Sherburn shoot. Uh, any of the surrounding folks, if you could put in a, a couple of minutes uh, uh, on the phone or on emails uh, helping to uh, push the uh, Sherburn shoot, that would be great too because uh, we're missing uh, Louisiana and Mississippi as far as linking us up from coast to coast. And uh, we'd like to get those two uh, States on board to give us a good solid southern presence. So, uh, any of the Texas instructors, if you will look at the August shoot at the end of the year, I mean, end of the month here, and see if you can make uh, time out for it. We were we're going to try and see if we can't put together a road team and uh, head down there and uh, and try and get some of the folks at the Sherburn shoot get everybody up to speed and get Chad and his group. Some more instructors. Uh, anytime we have a, uh, a state that's new in the program, we want to do as much as we can to get as many folks to the shoot as possible so that we can, out of those folks, uh, it takes uh, you know 30 or 40 people sometimes to get one person who where that everything lines up right so that they can become an instructor and they can spend time uh, helping push the program forward. A lot of people uh, don't seem to be able to make it for one reason or another. Uh, or another. Not everyone can, but it takes a, a good group of good number of folks to get all the uh, to get all the numbers to match up. So anytime we have a uh, a new state beginning a program, we'd like to give as big a push to it as we can. All right, let's try again with uh, area code 802. You were on the air. Work a little better this time. A lot better. How you doing tonight? All right, you scout. Yes, sir. It is. How you healing up? I'm doing just dandy. Who is this? Did we drop you? Did we drop you again? He's on there. Hello. Did you? I must be a bad 
Now, can you guys, uh, Sam, can you hear him? Because I'm, I'm having trouble hearing him. No, just a little bit. It, it's really fuzzy in there. And I heard the, like the first five words of the sentence, and then it, and then I dropped, and then the call just dropped. Was that nickel? I think it was uh, old grunt. No, no. no. Oh, gee, said it wasn't him. Okay, listen, area code eight or two. We lost you again. So, uh, see if you can. Uh, I, I want to get you in the air. So. Uh, give me a call back and uh, see if we can get you back on the air there. Because we have the, uh, uh, I'm almost, I'm thinking that uh, that must have been Nickel. Uh, I'd have to look at the area code numbers again. But he's got the, uh, the event coming up in, uh, uh, Nickel, was that you? Area code 802. Anyway, he's got an event coming up in Jericho. This coming weekend, also, and yeah, he said it was him. Uh, okay. And uh, I would love to go to it, but I'm going to end up going to the uh, uh, the Elbridge, New York shoot uh, because it's uh, it's a lot closer to me, and I'm going to put in all the uh, I'm putting in all this week as far as uh, doing the promo for it. So I want to make sure that. Uh, uh, I'd like to get the numbers up for it. Uh, I'd love to go to Jericho just because, for one thing, I, I love the drive, even though it's, I think it took me about 14 hours, 14 hours or 15 hours. But then again, I stopped several places, too. I stopped at all the different battlefields. Uh, I got stuck uh, way out on the end of that uh, the point there at Saratoga because I got there too late to make the last ferry, which means I had to retrace my steps all the way back up to uh, get across uh uh, the lake, but it was a great drive, and Jericho is a wonderful venue to shoot at. It's the Army, uh, the National Guard site there. <clears throat> they have a 600-meter uh, uh, range, along with uh, uh, a nice pit set up. So uh, you've got a great uh, uh, targeting system and. Uh, uh, easily scored targets for all the actual distance. You don't have to walk down to uh, all of your uh, actual distance targets and and count the holes and everything else because they'll have folks in the pit there working it, just uh, uh, you know putting the pasties on and letting you know where all your shots were. So it's a great setup there and beautiful. And uh, Nipple isn't that half bad a guy either. So I always enjoy uh, speaking with him. I got treated to a great dinner. Uh, from him and Blue Skies uh, at the end of the event. So it was very enjoyable uh, to me, and I'd love to go up there again, but I'm going to be uh, uh, I'll be doing the Elbert shoot. Uh, anybody from the middle part of the country want to come on and tell us what's going on in Missouri and Kansas and Oklahoma and Indiana, Illinois? I know we got shoots going on up in there, and I haven't heard anybody calling in from around there. I'd like to hear what's going on in the middle part of the country. Please, uh, somebody come on. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, I see that uh, Old Grant was asking if we're going to uh, to start a, par start a uh, post for a carpool to Stewart. Are you talking about... Uh, Oh, getting driving driving from Oklahoma 
Pastor Stewart for you. Anyway, that's uh, that's a good idea of getting the uh, uh, getting an idea of uh, folks getting uh, uh, maybe some kind of a situation where everybody can can jump on the bandwagon and ride over to uh, Fort Stewart together. Uh, you guys can put that put that on the uh, uh, on the Fort Stewart board. You know, put a uh, uh, carpool thread up there. Uh, okay, that sounds like it's going to be a, a great uh, upcoming event. Uh, that'll be in October, I believe. Uh, I don't know who all is going to try and go. Sam, did you say you were going to try and go? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, and Paul, what about you? Uh, I'll be happy to do it. It's uh, I think it's an invitation-only type thing. Uh, I'm waiting to see. They they had a limited number of instructors that they wanted down there, and I was waiting to see. Uh, I got the impression they were already full, but uh, you know, if, it, if they'd have got a slot open, I'll be proud to go. Okay. Uh, we got time for one more caller before we round out the show, uh, except that if Nickel calls in, I'll put him in, I'll put him on any time he calls in. I was clicking on the icon for him, and I don't know if we lost him again or if he just uh, hung up right as I clicked on it. But right now we have area code 812. Uh, you're on the air. It's Techres. Hey, how are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Well, welcome to the show. Good to speak with you again. Good to speak with you again. You wanted to ask about Indiana. Yes, sir. Yes, Let I us did. know what's going on. It sounds really hot. It sounds like you guys have a good hot uh, program going up there. Thanks for all the work you're putting in on there. Well, much appreciated. We are uh, accelerating. We are uh, moving pretty uh, pretty fast and pretty hard. We're getting a lot of riflemen, uh, including myself. We just put three green hats on people this month. Um, we got a lot of uh, orange hats coming up through the ranks. Uh, red hats are starting to move around some. And uh, we're really starting to accelerate into the program. And right now we're just doing range searches because as fast as we can get ranges, we can get people out to them. And as fast as we get people out to them, we can bring up orange hats and riflemen. All right. Well, that's the whole point of it. And... Uh the bigger your program gets, the more folks you're going to need. And uh, the Indiana program is has always been a uh, it's always been a good, uh, strong place in the Alpine program. You know, we've had the uh, uh, we've got the Indiana folks, uh, the uh, concealed carry folks, and the right to carry and the right to keep and bear, bear arm folks. Everybody up there. Uh, has really done a lot of work to keep the program pushing forward. Uh, I want to thank everybody for calling in. We're now right at the end of our. Uh, oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I got uh, 30 seconds. Nickel, you got 30 seconds. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Hurry up! You got 30 seconds. Okay, I'd like to invite anybody listening up in the area. Come on up to Jericho. <laughs> well, I'll second that. I just got to tell them that it was beautiful. Uh, it's a great location. Uh, everything there, everything about it was just as sweet as it could be. Uh, I won't be able to come because uh, I'll be at the Elbridge, New York shoot. 
Uh, but I will be uh, wishing you well. And uh, I'll be in the New York number in a few minutes if that's where you're at. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Give me a call. That's the number. Okay, listen, everybody. Uh, we're at the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for calling in. I want to thank everybody for uh, uh, for listening. God bless you all, all that you're doing for the program. And uh, tune in this next Tuesday, and we will do it again. Thanks, and God bless you all. Paul, thanks a lot. Sam, thanks a lot. Anytime. All right, God bless you, brother. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.